to issue 151 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Tewaltimus, and joining me is Daniel. Hello, Zach. Welcome back. What a delight to have you. And also joining me is Steve. Hi, Zach. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Yeah, so listeners out there hear a new voice, a familiar voice, perhaps. Zach Tewaltimus is joining us again from FFG in the middle of the uh, pre-snowpocalypse that's going on out there. Oof. Uh, folks might remember Zach joined us way back on issue 105, and he is the FFG Senior Quality Assurance Specialist uh, in charge of playtest and a bunch of other things like that, right, Zach? How's it, is that right? That's correct. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Feel free to jump back to that previous episode if you want to learn all about me. But today, it's not so much about me. It's all about Warbringer. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Zach's a civilian tonight, right? That's, That's right. right. <laughs> I, I've been flipped to my civilian side. No heroics today. <laughs> nice. Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to do a Shadow of the Past. We're going to look at Nova's Nemesis Warbringer. And we're not going to interview Zach. Zach is going to tell us all about Warbringer. Um, so, Zach, why don't you go ahead and give us some lore knowledge, huh? Yeah, it's it's this is kind of fun. It kind of reminds me of like a like a drunk history or something, except I haven't been drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully our listeners have been so that makes oh, things yeah. easier yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> um okay so all right so so i'll preface this by saying i knew very little about warbringer when i started like looking into the sort of like history of him and for getting ready for this show and well you know like i initially was like looking into it like you know what let's yeah you know these heroes and messing with these villains and it's like well let's see what warbringer is all about clearly he's trying to do some good or interesting things and maybe like got turned the wrong way or it's just a big misunderstanding and 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 the more i looked into it the more i was like I, you know i don't, I don't know I, i'm not not completely sure about this guy but um i'll just start at the beginning and you guys can um determine for yourself what you think about good old warbringer here okay so warbringer is a member of the chitauri race um who been around a long long time um and um they're they're kind of a a big thing with them uh they're all about like sort of like domination at a galactic scale um they're big fans of mass genocide <laughs> things like that you know all those fun and pleasant things <laughs> big now, fans yeah and so so warbringer <laughs> is a chitauri essentially sort of from an older time maybe like like a simpler time back when things weren't quite so complicated, um, maybe like a credit, you know, back in the early days of, you know, genocidal galactic con conquest. And so he was really violent and just sort of really brutal. And eventually it got to the point where even the Chitauri were like, whoa, okay. You could just maybe like put, <laughs> put the brakes on that just a little bit. And so they like put him in like cold storage, like hibernation. Wow. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Go to sleep, and uh, if we need you, if we really need you, uh, we'll come get you. We'll wake you up. So just they kept him as like an insurance policy of some sort. To be honest, that's what Steve and I did with Mike tonight. 
Oh, oh yeah, Mike's not here. He got a little out of hand. Yeah. Oh, so you just let him out into the snow? Well, it's his like fifth week of having a birthday. So Oh, wow. That's maybe. a yeah. man, that's a heck of a celebration. Yeah. It got a little out of hand, so we had to put him in cold storage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, he'll just always be dreaming of birthday stuff until he wakes up. Yeah. Um yeah, so anyway, so he um has so okay, Warbringer, not Mike, but Warbringer <laughs> uh, in cold storage. And uh so eventually, like millennia go by. Like, so this is like this all happened like pre-recorded Earth history is like, let's put this guy on ice. Um, oh, by the way, I just want to preface this like saying like if I'm a little bit wrong on details and stuff, I mean, you might end up getting a bunch of comments from listeners. I'm not perfect. I may make a few tiny mistakes. No worries. That's just when Scarlet Rhodey shows up. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. He'll correct us later. Don't worry about it. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So anyway, so he's, uh, you know, he's taking a nap. And um, so eventually, the Chitauri, they're like, you know what? After all this time, the moment has come. The time has come to reawaken Warbringer and set him loose upon the galaxy. And and why? Because Nova, you know, that's the nemesis, I suppose. Nova and his buddies robbed a Chitauri bank and hijacked one of their ships. <laughs> that, that's why. That's why. They're like, you know what? That makes us mad. There's also, I mean, like, you know, millions of years and everything's fine. Maybe, like, civilizations rise and fall. Who knows what kind of galactic wars took place? No, 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 no. A bank heist and a carjacking. We're waking this guy up to go regulate. <laughs> Burn it all down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Got uh, Depends on whose bank and whose car that was, I guess, right? Yeah, I so. guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, they wake him up, and they're like, you know, go go get our car back and go, you know, that was basically it, and go take out this Nova kid. And um, so he's like, yes, I'll do it, like, because he's just ready to go. Like, he's been sleeping a long time. Um, and so, you know, he uh, – so Nova had, like, sort of stolen the ship with a bunch of, like, gladiators were sort of forced into combat along with his father and they were sort of making their escape with basically like the money and then a bunch of like you know people to bring them to sort of like safety and freedom uh but then warbringer catches up to them massive battle ensues and eventually nova flies war with warbringer into the sun or a sun um and during the process of which warbringer loses an arm um gets sort of plunged into his sun Nova pops out, and then they fly away. Uh, apparently, Warbringer survives this, so he's very sturdy. Okay, so not <laughs> not much can take this guy out. So he gets sort of rescued by his remaining crew, and sort of like licks his wounds, and off he goes. But but he lived. He, okay, this is important too to remember that he survived a trip into like the center of a sun because it it might be important later i feel like he should have more health in his cards <laughs> i was gonna say but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least 10 well yeah okay, what is maybe... the survives the sun hit points oh man that's insane yeah it's it's it should be i mean you know what um you know there are uh, yeah there's like the you could have like there's an infinite hit point thing that has come up in the past yeah so yeah well maybe like if anyone qualifies right yeah exactly. i mean maybe the five on his card is all he has left after going through the sun Ooh, that's oh, true like that. yeah yeah he okay. took a big well hit done, he had well 75 done. million hit points 
He's down to five. But he's down to five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. So yeah. So that was sort of like his sort of first, uh, you know, run in with Nova and like some of his stuff. And then the next sort of like big moment that he had, like, and this was sort of interesting and weird. And I haven't read the comic for it, so I don't know exactly how it works. But through on-the-spot cloning and thought transference, he pops directly over to Avengers Tower from like his home world. So some like CEO bad CEO guy who at the time owned the tower sort of like brought him over because apparently, you know, they needed to find this uh, Chitauri artifact that had been broken into multiple pieces and spread around earth. And they were like, who better to do it than the most brutal, like, like maniacal, like genocidal Chitauri of all time. Let's just bring him here and send him on like a, I guess like a pickup and deliver mission. <laughs> Fetch quest. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's he's basically so far like his um, resume, you know, si- since the prehistoric times where he was like just just brutal and just taking everyone down left and right has been like, you know, a police slash gopher. I mean, I don't know, something like that. Um, anyway, so he goes and uh, Earth's heroes are all just like throwing themselves at him to try and stop him from getting these artifact pieces. But of course, he succeeds because he survived being flown into the sun. There's not too much that can slow this guy down. So he puts all these pieces together and it opens up this like rift um, that would, you know, allows like this entire Chitauri armada to sort of like gate their way down uh, onto Earth, kind of like in like the first Avengers movie. Um, it's basically okay. something along those lines. Um, so, uh, as this whole fight's going on, like he's battling like Thor and like Nova and like some of these heavy hitters. Um, and they, they realize like, okay, well we need to, um, use that artifact. We need to get it and then push Warbringer through that portal and then break it. So it closes the portal and then he'll be gone. Um, it doesn't quite work as intended, uh, but eventually Nova, once again, ah, that pesky Nova always getting in the way, manages mm-hmm. to push Warbringer through that like portal and it closes behind him, but something weird happens and goes wrong. And so instead of being sent to like back to his home world, he kind of gets sent back to his home world, but in like the far flung future. And uh, then like there's a bunch of other Chitauri. I can only assume they're like more progressive minded future Chitauri who like recognize him and don't like him and are mad and they kill him question mark we don't know if he dies or not but it looks pretty bad at the end of that little section for him oh and so and so you'd think that'd be it you'd think there there goes warbringer but somehow some way some unexplained way he's back to life and in the present and eventually he's tracking down the power stone to liberate his homeworld from thanos so like he comes back now we're in this section where like you know the whole thanos thing and he's basically like you know doing the thanos thing where he's taking over worlds killing lots of people getting a bunch of stones well well warbringer is actually you know going fighting against thanos in this case i don't think it's because he's necessarily a nice guy but it's kind of maybe he's jealous i think that could be it it's like this is kind of what i wish i could have done but um he wants to save his homeworld at the very least so he goes after the power stone it doesn't work out. The Guardians of the Galaxy come in and, like, sort of put a stop to that, get the Power Stone and leave. But then, and I guess this is a testament to just how sort of, like, over-the-top brutal Warbringer is. When he loses the Power Stone and the chance to save his planet from Thanos and his people, 
he decides to annihilate his own entire race just to erase the humiliation of being enslaved from the history books. It's like, what? darn, you know what? The Chitauri are not servants. So Thanos, you know what? I'm just taking all the Chitauri off the table. So, so that's what he decides to try and do. Um, but fortunately, Nova and the champions are there to stop him from taking down basically, uh, man, it's like, it's like, it's like the whole genocide thing comes full circle. It's like karma. It's like the Chitauri are like, yeah, take that other planets. And then it's like, wait, 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 no. Why did we let this guy out of cold storage? <laughs> but yeah, so he gets taken down. He gets stopped and he gets imprisoned by the Nova Corp. Corp? Corpse? Okay. Corpse. And um, the one last little bit of this story, um, which will, this will sort of end Warbringer's reign. Like he, he doesn't, potentially doesn't survive this but uh he escapes custody uh uh and seeks out the time stone because once again he's still obsessed with like you know erasing his own people from the map and messing with thanos he's gets a he gets like a a line on where the time stone is and he decides to go after it to reverse thanos's conquest of the chitauri by basically going back in time and preventing it from ever happening um, so of course he's got to go to Earth for that because time, you know, all the, you know, the, those uh, those stones, they they love Earth. It's just kind of a big, it's like a stone magnet. It's a big stone magnet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, so so this is a pretty short one. I mean, he just goes after it. Uh, the stone has sort of melded itself to this guy Hector Bautista, who is a, a, a Texas inmate who was, uh, you know, in jail, but he didn't do it. And um, he goes after this guy, and between Hector and Loki and Wolverine, they manage to, like, fight him off, prevent him from getting this one. Actually, they trick him. Loki's like, oh, you have it. You already have it. It's fine. You know, good old Loki tricks their magic. And uh, and so then he sort of, like, you know, thinks he has it, but then, wait, I don't. But then they're on this ship in space sort of on the way out, and the ship is going into, like, self-destruct mode, and then Hector sort of freezes time for everyone but then he's like wait a second i gotta narrow this down so he just freezes time for warbringer so he's sort of stuck in stasis while everyone else escapes the ship and then the ship explodes and as as far as we know that was the end of warbringer not being flown into his son i was gonna say the sun can't do it but, but all right. you know the, the the ship exploding that that apparently oh. that was weird enough. these these stories never stretch you know like believability no, no, no. Although, you know, I like what you said before about him having five hit points left. So maybe he was five hit points left and on that ship. <laughs> that was it. And yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. Takes him out. Uh, the middle story, did, did he change his name to like MacGuffin Bringer? He seems to go after a bunch of <laughs> things that aren't war. So. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, you know, just like it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, God. You know, I'm just going to pull this up just really quick. Now, where were these things? Uh, let's see. Uh. Oh, I mean, you know, it was like New Jersey. All right. Had to go to New Jersey with Science Center. All could right, be yeah. dangerous. Pretty dangerous. Yeah, I know. There. You know, so let's go. I mean, he could just walk in. He just buy a ticket. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the final. Okay. There was a graveyard. So he went and he did some grave digging. So that's. Uh, and uh, a station, a subway station. So they're not like really well guarded or protected. They're just scattered. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of scattered around the greater okay. New York area. Um, nice. Yeah, and just like 
the CEO guy, like, I mean, he didn't have to summon a Chitauri to like go and like, I am huge and violent. Let me go and like get your little pieces of an artifact. You're probably just like, you know, the intern. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe an accomplished thief to get get it out of that science center. But that's you know, that's kind yeah. So of he it. he's definitely one of these villains that um, feels like the big bad action movie villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's not one of like Sandman where you feel bad for him or Rhino has some redeeming qualities and oh, it's more of no. like just somebody you can relate to. This is just we need a good action guy. I mean, he goes up against Thanos um, for his own personal gain, right? So. That, Right. Uh, yeah, sometimes you need that. I I do like that you mentioned Nova several times because once in a while we get a nemesis and we're not sure why they're related, but it definitely <laughs> sounds like Nova thwarts him or is this nemesis if this is the kid who flies him into a sun? So um, yeah, it's it's almost like uh, it's like every time like Warbringer goes out to like sort of like go to work, it's like he just by happenstance runs into this kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like they bump into each other a lot. In sort of a professional manner, each of each doing their own thing. Um, but one thing, yeah, that's crazy about like the Chitauri. Also, it's like I love that. Like, I mean, they like infiltrated Earth and helped the Nazis during World War II, and like, and they were like Warbringers too rough. Like, let's let's not let's not bring him back. And, you know, until yeah, you know, they took a guy's car. But right, right. Oh. Yeah, so it's hard to feel bad for him. It's yeah. kind of hard to feel bad for him. Yeah, you're right, Steve. He's not the I relate to this down and out bad guy. <laughs> no, he's just an a- alien conqueror who does this one thing and he does yeah. it well and, you know, it's going to make a good action movie. So, a true oh. brute. Right. Oh, he, yeah. He, oh, oh no. Which is perfect cuz it's like right on his card. Brute Chitauri. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He yeah. might be the brutest of the brutes. I think so. Like, honestly, like, I, I just was like, hey, you know, there's some brutes out there. And yeah, he's also a brute, I guess. But then after, like, researching this guy, I was like, yep, the ultimate brute. He's earned that trait. Wow. Well, that's huh. great lore. I really hadn't known anything about him. I, yeah, that, that was really good. Uh, interesting. Steve, that was not only a great story. It was greatly told. Thank yeah, you. it was very entertaining. Yes, thank oh, you. Well, right thank on. You. Thank you. That was fantastic. Oh, it was fun, fun to learn about. I kept like finding myself just like what? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best stories where like two or three times you're like, wait, I, I think I misread something. <laughs> Flipping back sun? and forth again. <laughs> Flown into sun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great times. Ah, the comic world. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we look at some of these cards? Shall we do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is the Nova Nemesis found in the Nova pack. During the Sinister Motives wave, we've got one obligation, five total cards, four by title. And since mm-hmm. Mike is not here to read the obligation, Daniel, why don't you do it in his place? <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. This is the obligation, Weight of the World, given to the Sam Alexander player. While this card is in play, Supernova Helmet cannot ready. Alter Ego Action, Exhaust Sam Alexander, remove this obligation from the game to Boost Icons. This is not a decision maker card. No, it is not an either or. You don't get to flip. It's one of these. Uh, it comes out and stays out until you deal yep. with it. Cards, yeah. And honestly, I think I mean the weight of the world kind of makes sense. Like not only is like everything about like coming at him like in in Earth and like Warbringer just from Warbringer's 
the Warbringer perspective. Um, mm -hmm. One part I didn't mention when he was uh, going after the car, um, just to sort of give you an idea of how brutal Warbringer can be. Like, it's like, okay, I caught up to the car that got stolen, and now we're tussling. But you know what, uh, Nova, just before I caught up to you, just so you know, I, like, used some crazy gravity to sling about, like, three dozen, like, uh, like extinction-level asteroids directly at Earth. So you could oh. keep fighting me, or you could let me get this car, and you can go and take care of your planet. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> happened. Well, that gets why he's looking out into space. Oh yeah, it's like oh yeah, nope. There, there's an asteroid. There they are. <laughs> yeah. Too bad I can't fit this helmet on my head right now, or I'd go after those. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, speaking of the helmet, it it, it does impact Nova, because um, that helmet is very helpful for him, right? I mean, oh, it, yeah, it's readying, it's making resources for him. So, but he still gets to use it one last time. That's what I like about it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It doesn't exhaust the helmet. Right. The helmet could be exhausted at that time if you could used be. it to pay for a defense action during the villain's yep. attack or something like that. But, yeah, once you've used it, you got to set it down and go off and do something else. Yeah. That's a funny one. Yeah. Call the Avengers. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> I just uh, – yeah, it's not going to work today. Well, now, Zach, have you played Nova in a game? Yes. Um, has this come up? And it, is it a, is it one of those obligations that's really hurtful? Uh, it can or is be. it a minor annoyance? I mean, it can it 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 runs the gamut. Like it could show up and just be kind of like, oh, well, you know, like for instance, if you happened to like flip back to alter ego form the previous turn and you're already there, sure. uh, then it's just kind of like, oh well, I guess I don't get to flip and do a standard action next round, but or I'm not going to heal maybe, but. Um, yeah, it's usually not too bad, but sometimes okay. like if you're in one of those like critical moments where like, <laughs> you're like you're set up where it's like, okay, I have everything where I need it. As long as I make it through this like encounter phase, like without dying, then I can like win the game on the next turn. And then suddenly it's like, oh, 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 oh no, no. <laughs> so it just could, it can like really throw a monkey wrench into your plans. Oh boy, Steve! I'm a little worried now that I'm about to play Nova in our next campaign. Yeah. Well, what if I? I mean, the weight of the world could be too much for me. <laughs> it could be you. Uh, you'll oh. just have to flip and get rid of it. So, well. and and Nova doesn't have much reason to flip. I mean, he has his Jesse Alexander persona support, but other than that, the Sam Alexander card itself doesn't give you any reason to be an alter ego. So, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's. Let's look at the man. Well, let's look at the Chitari of the hour. Zach, why don't you read us Warbringer? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Warbringer is a minion. He's a brute. And he's a Chitari. And he only has five hit points left after being plunged into the heart of a sun. Um, he's got a scheme of one. Uh, three attack with a little star next to it, uh, which is a forced interrupt. When Warbringer attacks you, he gets plus one attack for that attack for each card with a printed wild resource in your hand. And that attack gains overkill, um, which considering all of the like wild resource generation in Nova's deck, like wild resources are like all over the place in there. That could get real ugly really fast. <laughs> uh, the boost icons, there are three boost icons. So even if he's like floating around, like you managed to kill him off and that deck gets reshuffled, um, if something's 
if Warbringer is helping to boost a thing, he's boosting it in a big way. Yeah. Okay. So I think I like the three attack with overkill. Um, and that just happens all the time. doesn't matter if there's a wild resource or not in the player's hand, right? That's right. It says that's just that attacking is overkill. So that's nice. The wild resource, I got, so I have a question for you. Sure. I know it's not official ruling or anything, but the way I play it is I, I have five cards in my hand, probably because I'm a hero. I'm looking at the resource icon in the corner of the card for a wild resource, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So in the Nova pre-con, there's the connection to the world mine that has, there's two of those. Oh yeah. That has a wild. Okay. There's the power of aggression card that has one. Uh, and that's it in the pre-con. There's only three cards that have a wild resource in the bottom left corner printed on the card. So it, I think I don't know how impactful it is. It feels like it's not as impactful. If you build Nova decks, are you incentivized to go wild? Yes, you okay. are. Well, I'm sure it's that then. Yeah, because yeah. some of the cards like, um, okay, Light Speed Flight is one of his events. And you double the number of wild resources generated while paying for the card. So there's a oh, few God. cards like that, right? So wilds produce double for a bunch of his signature events. And generally like his helmet's thing. supposed to take care of that, right? But Right. But okay. maybe the obligation is out or if you've got more than one card sure. you want to play. Um, so you do want to build wilds. But you're not – I don't know. It, we've had some some minions who really tech hard. I feel like he's sort of a – it tacks against Nova, but it's kind of soft. It's not crazy difficult. Like, it oh, doesn't feel true. as impactful as that story you just told me about this guy who's <laughs> a genocidal maniac and destroying planets, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, this is just before that ship blows up. Like, if you're playing Game of Marvel Champions, you're on the ship that's about to blow up, basically. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, that's true. It's, you really can kind of build around it. Like if you're worried about Warbringer coming out and messing with you, you can just like, let's just not make this a wild focus deck. We've got the ones that come with it, but then let's not touch on that anywhere else. That'll that'll make Warbringer a uh, lot easier. And I mean, and that'll be true for the the rest of the, uh, oh, the... Uh, the set, yeah. The Nemesis set or whatever, yeah. yeah. So that'll... As we go into the next cards, that'll become apparent as well. That Do you really that think that this is enough to make you shy away from wilds? No, no. I'll still yeah, do I it. mean, yeah, I, yeah, I'd still do it too. <laughs> because five hit points, no quick strike, and no tough. Yeah, this guy's probably not attacking you. Yeah, right. And you can yeah, figure with- out a way to not get attacked. I mean, even if you're playing solo, right? You just flip the alter ego or whatever, avoid that attack. And flip back and, and take him down. And flip back and take him out. Like, there's plenty of ways to not have to deal with that fortune or up. Um, I just I just don't think he's that horrifying for a survivor of a sun event. Yeah, but he'll he'll he looks scary. He, he does look scary. scary. My goodness. Good art, yeah. <laughs> what is nice is uh Nova's pot shot, like his signature event, only deals four damage. So <laughs> Warbringer does survive that. <laughs> that's not that's, that's nice touch. yeah um that's nice. but yeah so many of your buddies are on the table with you can just take this guy out that... oh yeah and then that's kind of how it goes too like nova gets himself like tangled up with warbringer and then he's got like usually like the guardians of the galaxy or the champions or the avengers or some other people who are just like you know what we'll help and it's not so bad 
Well, he's interesting, not too frightening, but Steve, what's he trying to do? Oh, he's trying to bring the war! Yeah, which is his side scheme. When revealed, each player discards one card they control with a printed wild resource. For each card discarded this way, place one threat here. Starts with a base two, has a hazard icon with two boost icons. So there's a couple things when it first comes out. It it's this two threat, and you're discarding cards for all the wild resources, and then you're adding more threat for everything that gets discarded. So that you could end up with a lot of threat added or not a lot of threat added, depending on I guess how the battle goes well, in the war. I mean, it's maxing out at six, right? In a four-player game, it could be six. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it's a card you control. So it has to be a card that's out on the table, not a card no, in your hand. That's that's a helmet destroyer, right? Yeah. The um, well, okay. So the helmet, Supernova's helmet. I'm looking at the card. Has a mental resource on oh. it. Oh. Never mind. Well, that's it no generates a wild resource. Okay. But yeah, yeah. it only has a mental resource, which is weird. I, I don't know if that. Right. Yeah. Um, so this one needs a when defeated. Yeah, that'd be good. Gosh, I wonder if it should actually be when defeated instead of when revealed. Discard stuff. Well, it, it, you're adding the threat when it comes out, right? Making that well, hazard it, stay out longer. So. Yeah, except it's not going to stay out very long. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I think Warbringer is all about like looks big and scary, but then it, 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 he's he's you can you can deal with them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe. Just speculating. Like, I mean, I I I I don't know. I'm not saying this like in any official capacity. No, no, we get it. What is that smoking corpse in front of him in the art? Take out. Who is that? <laughs> Take out. <laughs> Warburger. Jeez. Oh, oh golly. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not impressed by this. Yeah, I I like, I mean, it's definitely focused on that wild sort of thing, which we get off of Nova, but it, it's, there's like a little disconnect there, I think. So, which is too bad because it should, I love it if it just killed the helmet because then you yeah. know, you know, it's hitting because that helmet is out. Um, yeah. Or, uh, or maybe, you know, if it, with a printed wild resource anywhere on the card, then, then the helmet would go because it generates a wild resource. So that, that'd be neat. Hazards are always definitely going to draw your attention, though. You're going to have to turn some thwarting to it, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Again, the art is really good. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, speaking of takeout, <laughs> the next card is called War Delivery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's a treachery. Um, when revealed, you may spend a wild resource. If you don't, the villain and Warbringer each attack you, even oh. if you're an alter ego. Yeah, that's okay. what I love. Like, just the fact that, like, even if you're just like, do do do, I'm just walking down the street. No one knows. Oh my, oh my God! Here comes Warbringer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got a boost icon and a special boost, and that special boost is place a threat on the main scheme for each card with a printed wild resource in your hand. That's weird. Like that could get you threatened out. And there's two of these in his little nemesis deck. So yeah. um this card is great. Yeah, this card is great. I love this card. Um it I think almost makes up for a somewhat weak nemesis and side scheme. Yeah, because 
You, oh my god! You gotta waste a resource, <laughs> and you might not have any wild resources like we were talking no. about, right? And and no. then the villain and Warbringer both attack you, and in alter ego form. With the, they both attack you in alter ego form, right? right. Yeah. Now, Steve, rules wise, like tapping the helmet is spending the resource, right? Yeah, it's to spend a resource. It doesn't say okay. just from your hand, from your hand or, or something, right? Okay. Yeah, so, so Nova can do that, but. Nova's friend, who you know, your partner across the table, <laughs> this could come up and they're screwed. So. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, and and that boost icon, the boost effect is neat because yeah, you're getting a boost, so it's an attack or whatever, and then it's like extra threat on top of it. You're getting a two for one, so that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Two for one wow. special on um, war delivery. And once that war has been delivered, it's been brought. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that, Zach. Oh man! All right, the war's been brought is a treachery card. Um, it has no boost icons on it, but it does have surge. Well, that's uh, nice. Yeah. When revealed, discard X cards from the top of the encounter deck, where X is equal to the total number of printed wild resources on cards in your hand, cards under your control, and cards in your discard pile. Whoa! So that's where I think the big wild smash thing happens. Wow. Yeah. Hand, control, and discard. So, yeah, if you've had a wild card come out, <laughs> it's going to do it. It's it's going to mill the deck <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then uh, uh, and then it surges. The surge is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get this effect and, you know, maybe war delivery or something. So. Oof. Something's been brought. Yeah, the yeah. war's been brought, but Surge... Oh, actually, no, I, I ordered onions on this, and then war delivery <laughs> comes back. Yeah. 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 Then you get the second war delivery. <laughs> yeah. Dude! The, the naming convention on, on these cards is great. <laughs> well done on the, the names, so... Bring, yeah. delivered, brought. The team yeah. does a great job, I gotta yeah. say. Um... Steve, have we ever had a Nemesis set where the Nemesis and the side scheme are kind of lame, but the treacheries were awe-inspiring? Because oh, that's how I feel about this one. Like, yeah, I, the first two we read were a little ho-hum, but boy, you get to these treacheries, and it's... Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's like 40-some of these, <laughs> so I, it's hard I know, to recall. I can't, I can't wait for this to come out in our campaign. Yeah, I over overall... Let's see. Overall, as a nemesis set, usually, Zach, what we do is we give it a letter grade. You know, we're the villains, so, you know, an A-plus is yeah. good for the villains. Um, Daniel, what, what, do you, what do you say? So, what do you think? Dude, I was so down on the set, Steve, until these last two cards. I think, I think these treacheries have rescued it to a B-minus. Okay. All right. And I say B-minus because, you know, it's, it's a nemesis set, so you're going to see it, what, 15% of the time. Right. Yeah, you don't get to see something it all the like time. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll see that obligation, which is pretty solid too. So true. Um, so Zach, if you have to, if you had to uh, grade Mister Warbringer, what what do you would you give him? Well, I think I think I think a B would be solid. I might go a little higher than a B minus. I mean, sure, Warbringer comes out. You're like Warbringer. All right, into the sun with you. And then it's like you've got his side scheme that's out, and it's like okay, there's a little more threat there. Let's just you know take care of that nice and quickly i feel like the side scheme and warbringer you know go pretty quick but yeah these treachery cards that get shuffled into the deck warbringer might not even be there 
but like the effects of what he's done like will still mm-hmm. like echo throughout the game it's like yes you defeated me quickly but did you know that i put a bomb under the eiffel tower or i don't know like so like more bad yeah, stuff yeah. is gonna happen even once well, you sick. like send him packing yeah i i agree yeah you have i think you you're gonna turn your attention to warbringer and bring the war right away you're gonna have to do some damage you have to move some threat because the hazard card regardless of whatever else is on bring the war i don't like hazards when i'm playing um so that slowed you down, giving the the next three cards time to show up. So, yeah, I think you guys are about right. The grades sound pretty good. All right. Well, thanks, Zach. Yeah. Well, no, this was this was super fun. What great learning we had tonight. You know what, Steve? Learning's been brought. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh hey, um, I wanted to tell you guys, um, since uh uh. As you might recall, the last time I was I was on your podcast, I was talking about sort of like a weird, like crazy super campaign that I was doing for myself. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Well, I finally finished it and I finally won the thing. And so now I'm finally like playing through all of these like uh, like campaigns and encounters and stuff that I had been putting on hold until I finished that. So I'm through it now. So Did you win? I, I did. Oh man! Uh, ultimately, um, I did win, and uh, Kitty Pride was probably my MVP. Um, as soon as like she got into the mix, she did a lot. Uh, ult- she did, wasn't the one who finished it all off. Um, uh, but uh, Wolverine helped out a bit. But uh, Colossus delivered that the final blow to the final enemy to sort of win the day. Oh, right on. Yeah, and so now I'm playing through the Guardians of the Galaxy campaign with Colossus because congratulations, Colossus, you finished it off. I will play through this next campaign with you. <laughs> and let's see how you and all look. It's Ronan. Ronan. <laughs> Dude, no, that's what I wanted to talk to you about too. I have been, okay, I have gone back and like retooled a deck like three times specifically to try and take Ronan out. Um, and yeah, so I, I feel like I'm really close, but like, oh my God, that's brutal. Like with that extra, the extra, uh, side scheme that it just comes with the campaign that adds an additional like card draw yeah. uh oh my god and then like you start with the two extra like uh acceleration yep oh the hazards acceleration oh, and and of course he has his staff thing but then like also because you know in of course i had the power stone at yep. the end of the last one so he's Starting, so even with like Colossus, like I'm flipping over and I've got two tough cards. He just burns right through those. If I, unless I like <laughs> use them to do cool stuff, like uh, and uh, but it, even then, like it is, it is, it's tough. Oh, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. Ronan's yeah. a beast. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's hard. He's definitely in campaign specifically. Oh yeah, I was yeah. just thinking too. Like it's like yeah, if I was just playing him like normal it would be challenging but like yeah i could do it but like yeah playing through with the campaign it's just like whoa even these cards i'm getting throughout the camp oh i'm so lucky through this this last run which is why i don't think i'm going to start over again is because i ended up getting those like a uh, hyper boosters or whatever for the uh the milano that mm-hmm. allow you to take a threat off every side scheme and then two off the main scheme um and you just use that every round that's Really it's very helpful. Yeah. There are people out there who claim to have beat it on expert campaign. Liars. Everyone of them is a liar. I mean, maybe if you ha- oh jeez. 
like you got to have like you've got to have a team and you've got to have a really like extremely well put together team a very deliberately constructed team of heroes i'm not sure does anyone say that they've beat it on expert solo i i don't know i i'm maybe i can't say that i can't Ooh. say yes or no either way and you so. know if they have wow congratulations wow you are. yeah yeah if if yes, they have they say they have the lies been brought <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so if you want yeah. to lie to us folks you can <laughs> You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Wandering Took, and Big Foam Loaf. You know, if you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hey, Warbringer, take us out. Before the sun sets, this world will belong.